0: Boxing fans, we're breaking down Canelo versus Smith last night. Also, the Triple G and Canelo rumors. What's the news? What's been talked about recently? And we got more in boxing news. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's up, boxing fans? We're back two weeks in a row. Big pay per view last night. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. And as you can see, solo today, no Andy Fasano. It's just me. I'm breaking down what happened in last night's Canelo versus Liam Smith pay-per-view for the 154-pound title. Before we get into it, we are live right now on YouTube. You can also download us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate, subscribe. We love it. I love to hear from the boxing fans. Also, get at me on Twitter. Let me know what you thought of last night's fights. And also what you think of the rumors. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of news after last night. So chime in. I've also got a Twitter poll going on who you'd like to see Triple G fight next. Billy Joe Saunders, Daniel Jacobs, or Canelo Alvarez just posted that poll. It's fresh, fresh for your vote. So I've got a couple votes in so far. I'll update you on the poll right now. After two votes, not one single person has voted for Canelo Alvarez. Big surprise. But I expect those votes... That, those percentages will get all torn apart and, and turn upside down. So, Because I know most of the boxing public, I think. Don't you want to see him fight Canelo? So we'd like to hear from you there. Also join me live in the chat right now. Uh, executive producer of The Tomorrow Show, Christian Blatt, one of my coworkers. Uh, he, we're talking some uh, Rocky, favorite Rocky opponents in the chat room. He's also just being the resident jerk that he is. So join us in the chat room. Uh, it's a good laugh. We're live right now, uh, but let's break down what happened last night. For the 154-pound title, or one of the 154-pound titles, Canelo Alvarez challenging Liam Smith for his title. Now, Canelo spent some time at 160, but a lot of you remember it wasn't really 160. It was pretty much his own version of 160. Um, He usually had people fight him at a catchweight at 155. Personally, I think there are too many weight divisions. It makes it too easy to dictate... Uh, catch weights and I really wish they would get rid of you know one weight division in between you know you don't you don't need 147 154 160 boxing was just fine when there were less weight divisions that's an argument for another day but let's dive in who doesn't love Liam Smith after last night Dallas Texas pay-per-view Canelo Alvarez on my scorecard a clean sweep until the knockout in the ninth round with a devastating body shot. Now, I was just talking to my girlfriend a few nights ago. She's a fighter, and she knows the sport, um, I guess, and how it feels to get hit more than me. Uh, I kind of know the history of it. I know the news. I know what fights should be made. I know what's going on in the sport. Uh, I'm pretty good at detecting skill level, but she knows how it feels to get hit, and we are talking about getting hit in... Uh, the liver like Liam Smith did. And that's no joke. I mean, when you get hit in the liver like that, it it paralyzes you, it freezes you up. And that was the second time he'd been down from a body shot in the fight. And uh, so there's the only, how many times did he go down? Uh, Let's see. I think it was twice. Um, Correct. Yeah. So it's the only times he's been down in his career. So that says something for Canelo. The guy's got extreme punching power. Might be the most powerful puncher, powerful puncher, easy for me to say, in boxing, pound for pound. And so, ninth round KO. uh, He knocked Liam Smith down once in the seventh. Oh, that's right. It's three times in this fight once in the seventh, once in the eighth, and finally another time in the ninth, and it was over. Liam Smith, that guy can take a punch. Uh, Easy to hit right in front of you. He's got that, you know, that Philly style, that guard both hands up in front of his face but really Canelo is just so much more powerful I mean we heard Roy Jones say that he's kind of like uh he's got light heavyweight power I mean that's insane the guy's probably pushing 180 pounds when he enters the ring and Liam Smith tough guy but canelo just gonna it just ran through him uh I got to give it up to Liam though because he didn't feel canelo's power and wilt and go away Liam was in there for a fight. And I love how he, I love his toughness. I love, um, he gained a fan. He gained a fan. He's been kind of stuck in England for a while. A lot of his fights hasn't fought many top tier people. And I overlooked him. My prediction last week, I said he, you know, that Canelo would wipe the floor with him in four rounds, which didn't happen. Uh, And then after a while, I thought maybe this fight could go the distance. Um, So what do we learn here with this fight? What do we learn? What's next for each fighter? That's the big question. I mean, Canelo and Smith, it was a fun fight, Uh, wasn't too hard of a test for Canelo, but moving forward, what are we looking at? Well, during the post-fight interview, Max Kellerman, uh, can't avoid the question, throws at Triple G, and for the first time, at least in my record, from what I remember, we hear Canelo really start to, um, oh, we got some people in the chat room, Uh, one sec, we're going to say hey to uh, Montserrat is that Monserrat Yeraldin from Mexico? Viva la Mexico. Welcome, Monserrat. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Chime in if you have any questions. Thanks for joining us. Love to have the fans on here. Get back into the post fight. This is the first time we've really heard Canelo angry. First time we've heard him mad um, and mention money. He mentioned that Golden Boy offered K2 Promotions, which is Triple G's team, uh, you know, three or four times or two or three times more than he's ever been offered, uh, eight figure deals. We, we've we never heard Canelo kind of talk like a businessman um, in the ring before. And, and Max, I, I love the passive aggressiveness with, with Max interviewing Canelo and kind of bashing his promoters a bit. And his promoters, Oscar de la Hoya, is standing behind him. So it was kind of funny to see uh, how that all worked out. But so according to Golden Boy, And Oscar and Canelo, they said that they've offered Triple G an eight-figure deal to fight, and Triple G's team has been completely silent. Now, I'll get into this more and how much I believe this. Um, This is boxing, and if you're new to the sport, well, in boxing, teams have to spin it their fighters' way to help sell tickets, to help sell pay-per-views. You can't just come out and say, well, you know, we think it's better to f- fight next year because we want it to, We want the juices to get flowing. We want the desire for the fight to be at an apex. We want Golovkin to get a little older. Canelo's not used to 160 pounds. They could say all that, but how does that help their fighter? It doesn't. So what they need to say is, hey, Liam Smith's a title holder. We want a 154-pound title. We're going for Liam. You know, couldn't get a deal with Canelo. That keeps the desire for it alive so I get it. Um, so Canelo, we're looking at um, rumors of Triple G at some point in 2017. We just don't know when. We know he has an HBO date open in December. Canelo said he hurt his hand last night. So who knows? This could be easily Canelo taking a break until spring of 2017. Uh, but we'd love to see him fight in the wintertime um, against two. You know, you look at the middleweight rankings, Uh, Because also last night Canelo said that he thinks this is probably his last time at 154. You know, I don't know what to believe. He's bounced around and dictated terms on his weight and catch weights. But if he's truly done at 154 and wants to get ready at 164 Triple G, who does he fight? Well, it looks like Triple G might be going with Daniel Jacobs soon or Billy Joe Saunders. So who does Canelo fight? Uh, David Lemieux, Andy Lee, Chris Eubank, Peter Quillen, uh, Hassan Danam. Um, Who does he take on? Um, And you really can't, if Daniel Jacobs and Triple G happens in November, you really can't wait and say, I'll take on the winner of that or the loser of that because then you're just waiting longer. It looks like to me that it's going to be Canelo Alvarez, and Billy Joe Saunders. That's what I think. And if you can't make the Golovkin fight happen, well, then collect a belt and get the WBO title from Saunders. You could get a Lemieux. I don't know. I don't think Lemieux wants any part with Canelo after getting destroyed by Triple G. Andy Lee is kind of getting his sea legs back. I, I don't know. I just I can't see him taking Canelo power. Um, who knows? I Peter Quillen's a tough guy. Love to see Peter Quillen fight Can, uh, Alvarez. So there's some options there, but stick to 160, you know, stay in 160, become a true 160-pound fighter Canelo, and then you're ready for Triple G. Liam Smith, uh, what's next for him? Well, he's not moving up in weight. He's a true 154-pounder. He has options. He's uh, he's a real tough guy, but he took a jump from fighting, you know, let's say C-plus, B-minus fighters to an A-plus fighter. He made that jump. So I think he's gotta find a way to keep a big payday, but also don't fight that AA a plus guy, maybe go back down to a B range, you know, and fight someone in there. Maybe an Austin Trout. I would love to see Liam Smith in Austin Trout. That would be a really cool fight. Uh or Jamel Charlo. That would be cool. I would dig that. Uh, but I also wouldn't mind if he took some time off because he he took a hell of a beating and he was game. So uh, best of luck to Liam Smith down there in the future. And um, I wanted to get into a little bit here because it's all on our minds about Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. I have some thoughts. Basically, there have been varying reports from both sides. Oscar De La Hoya says he offered Triple G an eight-figure offer. He never heard anything back from K2 Promotions and Triple G. To me, this seems pretty hard to believe. When you compare the two fighters and their camps, Canelo and Golden Boy have a much bigger, bigger and longer track record of micromanaging when fights will happen, at what weight, and where. Granted, they should have a lot of control because, let's face it, Canelo moves the needle in terms of dollars and cents. But I believe it proves my point. Canelo's 26 has never truly felt comfortable or even fought at 160 pounds, even though he comes in nearly at 180 every fight. That's a separate argument there. Why would Golden Boy push that fight with Triple G to happen so quickly? There's no reason. But they can't admit that to the public. They have to spin it. That offers have been made, and no response to Triple G's team, and they're avoiding them, and they're dancing around the issue. And, you know, Canelo's got a huge fan base. You can't piss them off either. So so, why would Triple G avoid a fight with Canelo? There's there's no but there's no reason. I just don't believe what Golden Boy is saying. Triple G is 34. He's at his physical peak. Maybe was at his physical peak a few months ago. Doesn't touch Canelo in terms of pay per view va- pay per view buys or TV ratings, and he needs this fight more than Canelo. I truly believe that Canelo going to keep his fans. Canelo has a loyal fan base, and they're not leaving anytime soon. Now. Triple G is doing everything he can to build a fan base. Talked about it last week. He's speaking English much more clearly now. He's very popular in LA, in New York, and in France and England, and he's really becoming global, but the buys just aren't there yet. But I I think they're right there. But he needs this fight. And Golden Boy wants to milk this because, you know, they have time and don't want to rush Canelo into 160. Um so after months and months of back and forth, I think Golden Boy looks foolish, and I think they're starting to make Canelo look foolish, and we saw that last night. We all, we've all we always seen Canelo say, you know, I'm going to fight the best, I, I, I'm not afraid of anyone, and I believe that, but we've never seen him start mentioning the business and the dollars and cents, and he's just, it seems like he's at an apex of like, we got to get this fight to happen. This fight has to happen, and soon, because I'm done feeling these questions. And that's the vibe I'm getting from, from Canelo. Uh and I truly believe he wants to fight Triple G, but he's micromanaged by Golden Boy. And let's let's face it, he's their cash cow. He's their top earner, maybe the only big earner in that company. So what are you going to do? you got to keep the money rolling in for Golden Boy. So it's a good business move. But like Max Kellerman said last night, post-fight, if the fight doesn't happen by September 2017, then Golden Boy never wanted part of Triple G in the first place. De La Hoya has thrown out that date, September 2017. It's a, it sells better than May. Mexican independence. We've got to worry about selling tickets and pay-per-views. I get it. But if it goes past that, there's no reason why Triple G 35 and going on 36 would, would want that next year. Uh, but Canelo has some time. And that's my thoughts on why this fight hasn't happened. But I don't truly believe Golden Boy... Um, and I think they look a little more foolish than K2 in this, uh, in this case. So those are my thoughts as I dip back into the chat. Welcome one, one, five, one Yankees Canelo and 11 versus triple G. That's his prediction or her prediction. I'm not sure. One, one, five, one Yankees. Thanks for joining us. Their opinion is Canelo and 11 versus triple G. I don't know if I have an early opinion of that fight. Um, I know that it seems like I'm a triple G guy. Uh, I'm just calling it like I see it in, in, you know, the court of public opinion. Now in the ring, I don't know. That's a really even fight in my mind. Um, both devastating power for their size. Uh, both haven't fought anyone with the kind of power that the other one has. If I lean one way right now, I, you know, know, 51 to 49% for triple G That's the way I feel, Uh, but Canelo has fought much better competition, much better, Um, so I don't know. Really, truly, it's a 50-50 fight in my opinion right now. Join us in the chat on YouTube. We're breaking down the fight, uh, thoughts of what's going to happen in the future, but I want to get into some boxing news. Let's get into it, baby. There it is. I love that drop. I was just, I just love Zach. Thanks for the drop. That's, uh, I just love that little boxing news drop. All the news is pretty much Golovkin and Triple G, and that's all I'm going to talk about because that's the big, that's the big fight to make. I mean, we're we're, we're already getting we're getting Kovalev Ward in November, so. This is the next big one, but the off, you know, we've offered him eight figures. They didn't respond. That's a headline from Golden Boy last night. Golovkin's managers, Canelo, De La Hoya have a team code to lie. They say, uh, you know, uh, Golden Boy's team is lying. Uh, Golovkin's promoter responds to claims by Canelo and Golden Boy. Um, you know, they say that there's no there's no hard feelings on the weight anymore. That was the big uh, the big conversation last year. 160 pounds they're not going to make it happen. now the rumor is that's not a, an issue anymore. Well I you know wouldn't be an issue because Canelo's going to have another year it sounds like at 160 and um, some other headlines here. It's all Canelo, it's all triple G if I can get my touchscreen to work it really sucks. Uh, here we go. There's also some lighter headlines Bermin Staverne discusses Alexander Provetkin bout that's coming up soon. Uh, There's a video out there, Bernard Hopkins on Canelo versus Golovkin and the KO of Smith. Um, Hopkins is a golden boy guy, so that might be a little one-sided. Canelo saying this might have been my last fight in junior middleweight, like I mentioned earlier. And Canelo's December date is now up in the air because of the hand injury. Hopefully there'll be some more news this week about the hand injury. And also the undercard last night. We didn't really touch on that. But Gabe Rosado says, thought I would be strong tonight. I felt tight. I'm not sure about Gabe Rosado anymore. He's he's definitely peaked. Uh, the guy's game for any fight, but he's lost so much, so um, I think he's just a little spent. Um, and I was surprised he was you know you know second to the main event last night. That seems like a bit of a push. And thoughts on the pay per view last night because I'm going to speak as a true boxing fan here. It just it didn't that did not warrant a pay per view. And what I think they were trying to do, Golden Boy and all them, they're playing it, but what they're trying to do is show that they can sell pay-per-views as Canelo as the A-side and have that sell more than, let's say, Golovkin and Lemieux did last year. And if they can prove that, then they can get in their you know, 65-35 split, 60-40 split. That's all they're trying to do. And uh, Mayweather in the news saying that Golovkin should take a risk like other champions do. So obviously Floyd Mayweather thinks that Golovkin might be ducking the fight. Um, but I always love BoxingScene.com. They have great headlines, great articles, really good writers. So check them out. That's where I go for my news. And that's your AfterBuzz TV boxing news. Now it's time for one of my favorite segments. We got to get into it. This day in boxing history, everyone. Twelve years ago, September nineteenth. Is it nineteenth? What's the, what is today, Zach? Do you know what type, what day it is? Let Let's see here. Oh, it's eighteenth, September eighteenth, two thousand four. Twelve years ago, Zach. Let's run the tape for the live YouTube audience. Yeah, check your calendars, man. <laughs> It is coming up. All right, cool. Here so, we go. All right, Zach's going to roll it here. Oh Hopkins grabbing with the left and hard with the right. With Great fight. Hook to the and, and there goes De La Hoya. Devastating body punch, just like De La Hoya's boy last night did. Crippled De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins at 39 years of age. Knocks out Oscar De La Hoya. Um, Who knew that Bernard Hopkins would fight for another decade after this? And Oscar, this was kind of the start of Oscar. You know, he peaked in the 90s. And then then he had all the, you know, the Trinidad and Mosley and all that. And then into the 2000s. And then he started, you know, moving up in different weight classes, and that's when he really started to struggle. But Oscar was always game. He always fought the best. And Bernard was a middleweight uh, – Wait, where did this fight take? What was, what was this fight? September 18th. I'm looking at the weight class it, was, it took place in, if I could look here. But, um, you know, Oscar was moving up, and, and Hopkins was, was a bigger guy, and he, and he proved it. And that liver shot, that's the theme of the weekend. A lot of liver shots in September. A lot of them. And Oscar took one of them 12 years ago and got beat by Hopkins. Great fight. Check it out. That whole fight is is on YouTube. Um, We always hear at the Boxing After Show here at AfterBuzz TV, we always break down this day in boxing history. And if you have a fight that you really love to watch, uh, there was a lot. Go look at September 18th in the history of fighting. I mean, September as a boxing month, as we know, Mexican independence is a great month for fighting. I'll check them out. There's a lot of good fights. That was a hard one to choose, but I went with Hopkins and De La Hoya because, you know, now they work together at Golden Boy. Uh, he, you know, Hopkins probably gets in a few jabs about that fight. And of course, their boy had a nice liver shot to end the fight last night. So um, great memory there from 12 years ago. Uh, another chat room here. We're back to uh, Montserrat, Yeraldon. Everybody wants to see Canelo fight Triple G. Who doesn't? I agree. Who doesn't? Go to my Twitter poll. It's on my Twitter, at Gilkerson Radio. Who would you like to see Triple G fight next? Billy Joe Saunders, Canelo Alvarez, Daniel Jacobs. Vote in that poll. I just posted that today. Check it out. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining in the chat. And we've got a big break because there's a little bit of a lull in boxing, or the big-time boxing, you know, Showtime, HBO really not much going on. There's a few PBCs in there, but the next time I'll be joining you won't be until late October when our boy, Vladimir Klitschko. Oh, no. There goes my soundboard. It just shit the bed. Oh, God. You know what? Everybody, have this be a life lesson. Make sure your headphone jack is not busted up. And I think it is on my laptop. But I'll sing it. Simply the best. Vladimir Klitschko fighting for his title. He's trying to get his title back from, from Tyson Fury. Now, the reason I sing simply the best is, as a kid, n- nobody knew who Vladimir Klitschko was. Nobody. And I watched a, a Linux Lewis, I think it was Linux Lewis, Michael Grant undercard. I think it was his 99 or somewhere around there. And this big Ukrainian guy, no one knew who he was, came out to Tina Turner's Simply the Best. Not the most intimidating entrance music, but hopefully I'll have that fixed for the next time we come in and talk about the fight. Because I love that drop, and I messed it up. My bad. This picture, Tina Turner, Simply the Best. It's a great, great song. Uh, not for walking out to before a fight. Um, that's all I've got. For the boxing fans today, thank you so much for joining me in the chat room tonight, chiming in. I put Twitter polls out on a weekly basis, whatever's hot in boxing. Go to my Twitter, at Gilkerson Radio. Check out the polls. Uh, occasionally I talk about some news or notes. Um, let's talk boxing. I want to. Whenever I find a friend or a person that likes boxing, I hold on to them, and I'm like, this person's special. Because you can find football fans, baseball fans, basketball fans, but boxing fans, there are plenty of us out there, plenty. But just a not, they're not very vocal. You know, there's not bars full of uh, boxing matches every Saturday night. It's few and far between with pay-per-views. But guess what? There are millions of loyal boxing fans at their homes every week watching these great fights. And like Max Kellerman said last night, boxing's not dead. People have been saying boxing's been dead for 100 years, and guess what? Boxing consistently puts up better pay-per-view numbers than UFC. Check out the numbers. They're there. Check out the HBO and Showtime numbers compared to UFC's numbers. Very close. But when it comes to big pay-per-views, boxing's still king. No hate on UFC. I did a UFC show here. I love UFC. But boxing's not even close to dead. People say it is. Check out the cards that are coming up in October and November, and you tell me if the sport's dead. Uh, But that's it for me. We won't be back for another, I think, six weeks. But in the meantime, if you want to see what I have to say, not much boxing, but check out thetomorrowshow.com. Hosted, the Tomorrow Show, hosted by Kevin Undergaro, every Monday and Thursday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We also stream live on Facebook. And we are on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out. But once again, Gilkerson Radio, at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Check you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. And do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.